Okay, got it. Okay. Um, Judy asked me if I would share today on step four, and um, I've had some I've had some powerful experiences with step four, so I'm actually kind of excited about it. And of course, I don't know exactly what I'm going to say, but first, can I mention foods? Okay. And um, I do talk about God, and I do not mean to offend anybody. Um, and I can guarantee, I can assure you, my concept is different than anything you think it is. <laughs> um, so, step four. Um, so the the what I've learned um, that it says in the big book is that the the purpose or the intention of these steps or the intention of the book is to provide us with an effective spiritual experience that will solve our problem. And that has been my experience. Um, I have a history of, of um, well, I, the, my first memory of over, well, sneaking sugar was when I was four years old when my mother left the room and I scooted a stool over by the counter, crawled up on the counter and started you know, eating sugar out of the sugar bowl. That's my first memory. And then um, I might, I should also say that um, I'm also a restrictor. And in the course of my working the steps, I've come to understand that actually restriction is, is the major part of my illness, um, though it manifested physically on a, you know, um, through binging for many years. I, I came into OA when I, in 1979. And the night before I had eaten like, I don't know, maybe God, I don't know, six or seven cups of granola. I had had wine, I had gotten high and um, my roommate came home and I was lying on the ground and I was totally out of it. And she said, that does it. I'm taking you to an OA meeting. And I didn't want to go. And I did. And, and here I am. Um, I'd also say that I got abstinent for the first time and many times thereafter uh, in Berkeley. And now I currently live in Taos, New Mexico. Um, and I am so grateful for Zoom because I get to participate in meetings and in my, my home, you know, with people that I really relate to relate with. Um, so anyway, step four. Okay, yeah, right. My history. Um, zipping forward, um, my parents started restricting what I was eating when I was around four or five. Um, I saw a dietitian when I was in fifth grade um, because they wanted to put me on a diet, and the dietitian told me, you know, when I'm hungry, that's a good thing because that means I'm losing weight. Isn't that funny? That's what I remember. Um, then, um, my life was about sneaking food. I mean, probably all of you can relate to that binging, um, stealing from, you know, drugstores and grocery stores, stealing from my parents change drawers so that I could buy pounds of M&Ms and hide them in my underwear drawer. Ha ha. Being a girl, Girl Scout cookie, candy cook, um, seller and having the box in my room for why my mother let me do that I don't know but I would eat all of them and I never got in trouble that's the thing I just it's so weird anyway many talks by my parents about not you know about losing weight it was always about losing weight um 
My mother was not obsessed with what I looked like, but they were both very concerned um, for how I was being teased and bullied. They were concerned about, yeah, just my social, um, the social aspects of being overweight. Um, I started doing restriction on a pretty scary scale in high school and college where I would go on fasts for a month at a time and um, you know, I would eat an egg or a hot dog or a half a sandwich a day, and that would be it. And I would, and I exercised vigorously. Um, and then my weight started going up and down and up and down. Then when I got in OA, um, I just, I, I learned, uh, well, I got a food plan and a sponsor. And that was when um, I started using abstinence as a diet. And so I have a long history in OA of relapse because I didn't get it. I just never got it, it you know. Um, and so it was always about restriction. And I have to be very careful because, uh, you know, my mind is all about restriction. So, um, you know, I'm learning how to eat. That's what I'm doing. And so I, I was binging and out of control, um, just out of control. You know, my neighbor had a freezer in the garage next to my uh, apartment. And he said I was, you know, free to go in there anytime I wanted. And he would go to the local, uh, I don't know if you have them in California now, but Albertsons. And he would get the day old um, pastries and stuff in stock the refrigerator with it. So I'd be eating whole packages of brownies, whole half gallons of ice cream, whole pies. And I could not stop. Um, I eventually, I mean, I've been up to 325 pounds. I've been so skinny that people told me I looked like somebody from the Holocaust, which is absolutely not true, but you know how people are. Um, and then this last time I got up to 271 and I've lost, I don't know, somewhere around hundred pounds or there um, and kept that weight loss off. But most important, I've learned how to eat. Um, and I eat, well, I don't have to go into how I eat. So, cause this is about the step. Um, I have had very powerful experiences with the steps. I believe the steps are what the program is. Um, I am abstinent because of the steps. Um, and I also wanted to say before I started, and I forgot that what I have to share is my opinion. I have strong opinions and it may not be your experience, but I'm going to share with you my experience. Um, I, this was before I, this particular time, but it was the most significant fourth step that I ever did. Um, I had been binging and I got a sponsor and I, she said, I don't care if you're binging, we're going to start with the steps. We're just going to work through the steps. And um, I kept binging until I got into, not the middle, but somewhere in the beginning of the fourth step. And uh, that's when I stopped binging and I got abstinent for a while. And then I used it as a diet. But anyway, um, and, and the point of the steps being that it provides us with an effective spiritual experience was not something that I expected. Um, I thought I knew what that meant. Um, I had been in spiritual paths. I had been, I mean, I'd studied all of the major religions. I had spiritual practice for 23 years where I meditated every day for an hour. And I mean, I thought I knew I did. I really thought I knew it talks about that in the 
12 and 12, people who think they know. Um, but the thing of it is, is that I've been really surprised by the 12th step. I mean, you work the steps and by the time you get to the 12th step, you, you're offered a spiritual awakening. And I, I've been just incredibly surprised by what that's meant and how that's changed my life. And my life has dramatically changed on a daily basis. Um, I have a relationship with, I call, I call her the friend, I call her mother, I call her God. I don't have a, um, I use the pronoun she just cause I relate to, um, we have a mountain here in Taos um, that people call mother and you know, cause I need a direction and I need something to represent um, my heavenly power as somebody called her the other day. Um, I, I look to the mountain. So, um, and I have had some very powerful experiences of mother earth. So for me, it's really about the embrace of my mother, but I also call her the friend and I call her my divine source. And, but I, I will say that um, as unpopular as it is, my relationship with my God is personal and interactive. And when I shut up and listen, I do um, hear a still quiet voice. And I have found that surrendering to my higher power or my heavenly power is much more fun than trying to control outcomes. There is always something much more delightful on the other side. So getting to step four, first I'm going to read the promises of the fifth step. Um, okay. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our creator. We may have had spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we are on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. That's 10 minutes, okay. Um, that describes what my experience um, when I finally did my fifth step, but it came after doing a rigorous, fearless moral inventory. And here's my opinion. I don't understand why OA thinks they have to improve on one of the most amazing self-examination tools that has ever been documented by human beings. The fourth step in the big book is incredibly profound. I did four fourth steps out of the OA book and it never had any impact on me that I can remember at all. And I understand now it's because the questions do not there, my ego is in between my, the question and the answer. I can only see as far as what my ego will let me see. Whereas the fourth step in the big book actually breaks that down. Um, the way I look at the fourth step is fearless. I believe that word fearless. There's nothing to be afraid of. The fourth step is magic. And the way I consider it is you just lift the pot off the, the pot, you lift the lid off the pot, you look inside and you see what the ingredients are. That's all it's about. It's not about anything else. It's not about judgment or, you know, looking at yourself and hating yourself. And, oh my God, what a horrible person. It's not about that. And that's why I think so many people, when they come into the program and they see the fourth step and they run, I've sponsored many people who get to the fourth step and they, they run. But not many, but several. Um, okay, so. 
I do the four step out of the big book. Um, the way I do it is I have four columns and then a few other questions at the end. The first column is I list my resentments and my sponsor had me just write in no more than two or three sentences. If there are more than three sentences, then there's more than one resentment. And, um, oh yeah, let me also say that this particular sponsor asked me to do spend a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour at night writing this. I started in November, I ended in April. Um, so you can imagine how long it was. Um, so, but it was thorough. She had me do the third step prayer before I started and think of my, my time while I was writing the fourth step as, as a prayer, as my prayer, uh, my time with God. And then if I got interrupted, then to say it again and start over, not start over again, but say it again. Um, and I can say that for the most part, yes, I did do a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour at night. There were, of course, many times when I only did 10 minutes, but um, I, I don't think there was any time when I didn't do it at least once a day. Um, most of the time I did a half an hour in the morning and I did pray at the beginning. And, um, and so, okay, so the first column being the resentments is really fun because you get to write down all your resentments. It's all about me. You know, people, it says people have wronged us. And so I got to write all my, you know, my anger and my resentments and, and get it all out on the page, you know, and then look at how, what did it affect in me? It affected my, my emotional security, my financial security, sexual relations, personal relations, my ambitions, my pride, my fear. I don't know, I might've missed a few. Um, so I looked at how it, my resentments had affected me. And then I looked at selfishness and the selfishness we defined as expectations or wants, you know, what I want in a, as in relation to the, to the um, resentment. Then a dishonesty had to do with, well, is that realistic? Am I lying to myself? If somebody had hurt me, for instance, let's just say my sister who ripped me off <laughs> and um, I was resentful towards her for a very long time. So my dishonest part was that I expected something different from her. Well, I was expecting her to treat me the way I wanted her to treat me. Is that a reasonable expectation? No, it's not. And most of the time, that's what my resentments come down to is that I'm expecting the person to relate to me the way I want them to. Um, sometimes when I was doing principles, which was incredibly powerful, um, you know, it was, I expecting the world to be different than it was. I had to come to terms with the life on life's terms. Oh yes. Yeah, so we did, we did, uh, you know, personal resentments, principles and institutions and, um, a sex inventory. I think that's it. Um, the principles had to do with things like, um, litter bugs you know, people who throw trash out or animal abusers. Institutions were things like, you know, the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, real institutions. Those were very, very powerful for me. That's where I held a lot of resentments. So then I, I got the selfishness, dishonesty, self-seeking is what did I do as a result of this resentment? And off, you know, I self-seeking, um, I tried to manipulate. Um, how did I manipulate? But I also did other things like I participated in volunteer groups to change the situation. I mean, whatever I had done 
as a way of responding to this resentment, went down in self-seeking. And then of course, fears were fears. And most of the time, my fears, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, my fears boiled all the way down to fear of abandonment, fear of being alone, fear of being alone on my deathbed. Um, but that was, you know, was also like what was happening to the earth and harm for animals or whatever, and very strong resentments and it took me a long time to get past them. Um, and then there's the beauty of the fifth step. And I, what I learned about this as I was working it was we have to work all 12 steps to have the spiritual awakening. Maybe I should say I had to work all 12 steps to have the spiritual awakening that I continue to have. It wasn't an event. It was a process, continues to be. Um, but, and um, the fourth step is just like the hub. If I couldn't do the fourth step thoroughly and fearlessly, I was missing out on the promises of the program. And I, you can't really do any of the other steps after four unless you've done four. Now, not everybody, I mean, I think the first time people do it, it, it they shouldn't try to do November to April, <laughs> you know, an hour a day. But for me, that's what worked after being in the program for something like, I don't know, three years or so. Um, so the... But the beauty of the fourth step is actually the fifth step, because then you get to actually look at patterns, look at, you know, the ways that I have hurt myself. And I am responsible for my resentments. If, if, there, if I'm not the, you know, like child abuse, for instance, I didn't cause it. No, I didn't cause it. But I'm responsible for my resentment. I get to choose. Do I want to resent this for the rest of my life? I can do that. It's okay if I choose to do that. And sometimes anger feels really good, but that's my choice because I can't go back. Um, so I get to look at all of that. And, th and then in the fifth step, of course, we talk to somebody we trust and everybody shares this, that you find out that you're just a human among humans. Or I should say, I found out that I'm just a human among humans and my sponsor could relate to just about everything I said. And um, actually she was on my first step. I resented her too. I resented God. That was the first one on my list. You know, I had all these wild conceptions of what I, you know, had been told this thing God was. And I had so much anger towards that. Um, but the turning point for me was, and it's a very clear memory, um, it was a snowy night, very dark outside. I was sitting at my kitchen table. Um, you know, the window was open. I mean, the curtains were open. I could see the snow. Um, I had created a very nice space with a candle, you know, and um, I was doing my fourth step and I was writing on my father. And my father um, emotionally abused me and did some serious, serious damage. I mean, serious damage, um, told me I looked like an elephant from behind, told me nobody would ever love me because I was fat um, and various things like that. And it was pretty ongoing. And it, I, I, it's a trauma that I call is like erosion. It's like a drip, 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 drip. And then it just eroded myself. You know, everything I felt about myself was filtered through this this idea that I was fat and that I was unlovable. So I was writing about my father and I was 
I heard this voice. I swear to God, I heard a voice. It wasn't outside of me. It wasn't a booming voice. It was a quiet, loving voice within me. And it said, how could you not have become a compulsive overeater? How could you not have dealt with life the way you've dealt it? How could you not have done that, given that this was the foundation of your life? And I felt this, I can only describe it as warmth. It was a profound feeling of release, of being loved, and of being whole that I have never, I had never experienced in that way until that time. And I will say that I had been involved in churches and communes and, you know, Eastern spiritual paths with ashram. Is that five minutes? Um, ashram with a guru. Sorry, had- Marcia, that's that's uh, time for the share. Oh, okay. So let me just wrap yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. So I had had many spiritual experiences, but it wasn't, that was the first time that I actually felt loved and embraced by what I can only imagine is my creator. Um, And then when we got, after I finished the fifth step with my sponsor, I literally remember walking away from that and feeling like I was walking down the broad highway, hand in hand with my creator in a way that I had never had before. And 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 from that day forward until I relapsed, uh, I got I was abstinent with tremendous freedom and joy. And I'll stop with um, the purpose of these steps is to have happy, joyous, and free life. And I can honestly tell you that coming from a place of suicidal ideations on a daily basis and um, coming very close to who I am now, um, which I can honestly say, and without exaggeration, I am happy most of the day, more days than not. I still, of course, dip and have periods, but I don't want to kill myself. And I have experienced love and receiving love in ways I never had before. And I've also stayed abstinent and been able to keep weight off and have danced and surfed and, you know, had sex and all kinds of things that I never had before. So, um, so anyway, that's my story of step four. Thank you.